Welcome to Grow Your Influence, leadership conversations for business owners and managers. Whether you own a business and have a team, or leadership is part of your role, welcome, you're exactly where you need to be. Join co-hosts Juliet Robinson and Christy Lee Billet for their regular conversations on all things leadership. No corporate jargon, no textbook ideologies, just real life experience unpacked in a relaxed way to help you be your best boss and lead your team with confidence, clarity, and control. This is Grow Your Influence. Let's dive in. Hello, Christy Lee. How are you going? Hi, Juliet. I'm great. How are you? I'm well, but you're probably busier than I am because you have a masterclass coming up. I am busily preparing for the masterclass and getting Yay. all the finer details ready. I'm really excited because this is a brand new masterclass that I haven't presented before. And it seems to be a topic that people are quite interested in, I've discovered. Um, we're talking about problem employees and we're going to discuss whether you should sack them or save them. Oh, fantastic. Because this is something, I mean, we all have those moments, don't we? <laughs> Where you wonder. Which way well, you, you wonder, going. exactly. Yeah, is it and worth think, putting in the effort, basically? Exactly right. And then, of course, the whole fear of firing someone. So you spend all this effort trying to save them when really it was never salvageable. Yeah. So um, I think it's a juicy one yes. to unpack. Firstly, what sort of problems you're looking for? What are the potential solutions? Is it a sack or a save scenario? Um, but I'm also going to look at um, the how because I can always tell you what you should be doing, but I'm going to walk you through how to actually go about enacting that plan. And I'm going to share the five biggest mistakes I see business owners make when they're dealing with challenges with their team and what you can do instead to turn your current problem child into your next top performer. Brilliant. Okay, well, let's talk about it then. Let's talk about problem employees. Yes, yes, mm. because uh, we all have them. Now, you know, if you're in business oh, for any length of time, totally. something, to, you know, is bound to go wrong at some point. And I think what happens is there's just so many different behaviours and symptoms, really, that we see that we think, oh, my God, there's a thousand types of problems. Mm. But really, when you break it down, I think it comes down to three key things. Mm. Which so, are? Which are you need three ingredients for it to work, I think. You need to have someone that's got the skills for the job, obviously. They yeah. need to be able to do the job. They need to be motivated and interested and engaged. And, and this is most important in my view, they have to be a great cultural fit. The values have to align because I think you can have the most, you know, technically brilliant person, but if they don't fit in and their values don't align, it's a short-term scenario. That's so interesting you say that. I, so I was talking with someone the other day and their issue was that they had a high-performing team and a new team member came in and she was saying they knew from day one they were a bad fit. So highly skilled and they came in as a technical lead, mm. but from day one they were disruptive and upset the team and just didn't fit at all with the culture. So it's really interesting. I think you're right. I think that is absolutely crucial. Yeah. But yes, all three of them have particular challenges, don't they? Yeah, and, and they all need to work together. But I think you, you're absolutely right. That technically brilliant person can be so disruptive. And because they're skilled, sometimes we tend to swish it under the carpet because sometimes it's hard to find really technically skilled people. Yeah. Um, and also they're highly motivated, but yeah. they're highly motivated to do all the things you don't want them to do. 
that's true. And sometimes if they're if they're very technical and so highly analytical, they often have no idea of the impact they're having on other people. Oh, no, true. So yeah. they're a bit clueless about the you know the carnage mm. that they create in a team. Yeah. While everyone around them is getting upset. Yeah, true. And I think sometimes they they just uh, they just don't have the self awareness to see it, but also. Because this isn't their tribe, they don't feel like they fit in either, their care yeah. factors often not particularly high. Yeah, that's really true, isn't it? Yes. And then and it obviously that would create issues around defensiveness and you know, people taking sides and creating yes. cliques and all of those sorts of things. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that yeah, they can be the most dangerous to have around. And mm. you know, I tell you what, if I've got a gut, you know, I think for anyone, if you've got a gut feel day one that this isn't a great fit, don't leave it too long to make that decision because the longer you leave it, the worse yeah. it gets. Yeah. Mm. So so you you said it's three types of problem people. Yeah. Presumably then there are different approaches for dealing with each of these issues. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so if you've about, got yeah. if you've got a skills issue, so if the person just doesn't have the skills for the job, yeah. but they are highly motivated, they're a great fit, what you'll see is the rest of the team love them and would probably hate you if you if you didn't keep them around. Yeah. And finding people that are a really great fit is actually not always easy. So mm. you don't want to lose these people. There's potential gold in here but it's figuring out what to do with them. And it, it really takes taking a step back, I think, to really look at do they have great skills that you could utilise somewhere else that perhaps you just didn't spot an interview or maybe they've just outgrown the role that they're in and mm. or the role's outgrown them. And so they were once technically great at their role, but things have changed and that's okay. Do you need to upskill them or do they have some skills that you can actually just take them and put them somewhere else in the organisation? But you kind of have to helicopter up, I think, and really take a look at that because when you're down in the weeds, all you can see is that they aren't getting the job done. So it does take I some stepping it, up. Yes. And, and that's really challenging in a smaller team as well. If you've yeah. got a smaller team, I think that can create real challenges for you as a leader, can't it? Definitely, because it can be obviously there's less opportunity in terms of other roles to move them into yeah. for starters. And sometimes we do have to think really laterally and, and think it, not necessarily just in a very logical way, but think, okay, how can we make this work? And I think what we need to remember too is I think some of us are a little bit reluctant to invest in training for our team because it can be costly, especially in small yeah. business. And we yeah. think, is it really relevant? But we know recent research has shown us that three in five Australian workers really do want to learn new skills at work. Gosh, that's a big so number. There's a craving it? for it. These people, yeah. you know, and a lot of, uh, I think more than 50%, I can't remember the exact stat, um, of people feel like they will not have the skills to do their current role in the next five years because of the changes that are coming. So we've got a workforce that are hungry to learn. We've just got to provide the opportunity. And training doesn't have to be a $10,000 course. It can be, you know, there's so many of these sort of, uh, micro, they call it micro-learning, little short courses, um, things that they can make some progress on that are cost-effective and even in some cases free that you could definitely use for these scenarios. Yeah. So I think, you know, that... Yeah. that and with it's, people, yeah. You go on. Mm. No, no, sorry. I was just going to say with people who are highly motivated, I think that's often a really good option isn't it if they're yeah. available yeah absolutely absolutely because 
Like for me, the skills gap is the easiest one to fix because, yeah. you know, you've got someone that's motivated and wants to learn and they've obviously got some mm. goodness about them. It's that simple. You either train them or put them somewhere else. And, yeah, you might need to think laterally. Maybe it needs to change things a little, but there will be a solution in there if you really think about it. There's a tangible solution. So mm. motivation is a very different one, isn't it? Motivation. And this can yes. be tough. And I find, I find actually these types of challenges the most frustrating because you know that they can do the job really well if only they would put in some effort. Yeah. And so they can appear, you know, sometimes lazy or that they just don't care. But really, if someone's not motivated, nine times out of ten you've got an engagement issue on your hands and they've kind of checked out for some reason. And you can turn that around because if they're a great cultural mm-hmm. fit and the values align, that's, that's a positive. And they've got all the skills. It's just yeah. the motivation you can turn them around, but these people show up as comes distracting to other teams in the workplace. Yeah. They do just enough, so they get the job done, which is frustrating because then you can't really performance manage them, but yeah. you know that they're capable of so much more. You just feel like you're constantly on their back to get things done. That's that's the kind of signs you see. It's really, yeah, I, I work sometimes with the with that old model, the Australian volunteer volunteers model so model mm. volunteers yeah when they talk about people moving from volunteer to winger and from winger to prisoner <coughs> and that sort of progression where when people come in they come in as volunteers into a team mm. and they all the conversation is about we and us and what can we do and how exciting it all is and then they get to winger where they start talking about us and them mm. you know but at least you're hearing about it so you can deal with it Yes. Often unmotivated people then move across to that prisoner where they just stop talking. They're not okay, mm-hmm. but they stop talking about it and they just kind of do the bare minimum. Yeah. They're like and then it does have a really zombies. corrosive effect on a team culture. Yes, like zombies, exactly, yeah. um, which I think is really hard. And, uh, you know, the, the model talks about how you can bring them back from there. Is that your experience, that yeah. you can bring unmotivated people back? You definitely can bring unmotivated people back. The earlier you can catch those signs that you were just describing, I think the easier it is to bring them back. Once they're right down there in that prisoner's space, it is a bit more challenging. But, you know, it's it can be as simple as actually having a really curious conversation with them and find out what on earth is actually going on because they're not telling you. Yeah. And yeah. you can assume to know, but you don't know. So have yeah. a really curious conversation and opening up you know, a forum for chat and saying, I noticed that you don't seem as happy as at work as you used to be, or I've noticed you have withdrawn from some of the social activities we're doing. Tell them what you're seeing in their behaviour yes. and call it out and say, I'm wondering how you feel, you know, and, and ask some really open-ended questions, get them talking and just get curious, keep asking more and more questions because there will be some truth in there and letting that all come out and finding finding out from them what they actually do want to be doing, what's causing the lack of motivation, but also what would re-motivate them because they might be failing their role. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so you just don't know how they're, what's actually causing this right now. They could be bored, they could be stale, they could have something going on at home, there could be a whole range of things going on. Once you know what's actually what they actually want, then you can create the opportunity, whether that means you can 
give them a project to work on. You can send them to some training, whether it means you can move them to another team to give them some fresh perspective. There, there could be a whole range of solutions. And if you can figure out a way to anchor in something that's really motivating for them into your overall goals and objectives and your you know, vision and values, that's going to really re-engage them very quickly. You know what? I think this is going to be the real issue as people start going back to the office. Yeah. Because I think staying motivated when you have to get dressed in real clothes every day and go into an office environment where maybe the whole team isn't even all there and mm. doing, you know, stepping out of home again and out of your comfort zone, I think motivation is going to be a biggie for that. I think that's Absolutely. really important. Yeah, I agree. And I think there's going to be a bit of resentment around this change um, towards employers largely, unfortunately, um, because people have gotten comfortable with their routine and there's things that they, they may now miss if they're having to come back to work. So um, I, I think having these conversations can be critical. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you've got um, a downloadable workbook from the sounds of things that people can work through to have a look at these different types of problems. Yes. And some of the solutions. Um, and tell us about your masterclass. When is this happening? Yeah, the masterclass is happening on the 20th of March. So yep. plenty of time to get registered. Um, we'll put all the links in the show notes. But if you yes. want to register for the masterclass and you want to find we're going to go deeper about how to deal with these problems, you can just head over to peoplepowerbusiness.com.au forward slash masterclass. Um, and as Juliet mentioned, we've got a free uh, PDF to download. It's a free ebook dealing with problem employees and there's a really nice framework in there where I break down these three types of problems and give you an overview as to the signs you should be looking for and there is a specific solution for each of the problems and so I want you towards the specific solution so that you can get started on your journey and if you want to grab a copy of that you just go to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash problem. Brilliant but we'll put all of those details in the show notes as well so that um, they're there if you need them or on the uh, the Facebook page too. Beautiful. So you can find them there on the um, Grow Your Influence Facebook page. Fantastic, Christy Lee. I will be there. Um, Lovely. Because I think these are real issues that we, we all need help with this stuff um, at, at, at sort of odd times. You know, this is not something mm. you can predict, I think. But no. you know when somebody's checking out or if there isn't the right fit. I think... This is the sort of thing where we do, we want some tools to be able to just go, you know, what do we do here? How yeah. do I tackle this? Before it becomes this major issue that impacts the team. Definitely, because so, sometimes it's subtle. Sometimes the signs yes. are subtle. So, yeah, yeah. yeah totally, mm. yeah. Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you for that. Um, Thanks, Juliet. I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a rating, comment and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to recommend us to a friend. We also love hearing suggestions for topics or guest speakers that you would love to hear from. The best way to reach us to give us those suggestions is over on our Facebook page. Simply head to Facebook and search Grow Your Influence. See you there.